I'm very excited to be here. Uh, as Claude mentioned, my name is, is Michael Litt. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Vidyard. I'm obviously very passionate about video, and we've launched a bunch of really exciting new products inside of this ecosystem, which I'm excited to talk about today. Before I get into that, though, I wanted to provide a little context of, of who I am and why this is a topic that is so important to me. So this, uh, I was going to say, this is a picture of me when I was 12 years old. It's obviously not a picture of me when I was 12 years old. Uh, but my uncle gave me a VHS camcorder uh, when I was in the sixth grade. And that was kind of the end of my family's privacy for any family event we had because I was the one carrying this thing around all the way through the 90s. And I would create films and videos of all of our family events. And that's when kind of this obsession started before I got into computer programming. A little bit later in life, uh, my co-founder, Devin Galloway, and I were on a road trip from Silicon Valley, uh, San Francisco specifically, back to Waterloo, where we were attending the University of Waterloo for system design engineering. And on that trip, we started talking about opportunities uh, to build a business together. We really liked working together. Um, we'd done a lot of school projects together and ultimately realized that we had this experience creating videos, and we'd interned at a number of companies and understood how to create videos and how to tell complex stories to help businesses market, sell, and support their customers. And so we started a video production company uh, called Redwoods Media. And we ran that video production company through the final years of undergrad at the University of Waterloo, and were able to start building the Vidyard technology during undergrad. And so we actually launched this technology and this company outside of school. And one of the really exciting things about the University of Waterloo is when you build technology as an undergraduate, they don't take any IP in what you build. So the University of Waterloo is not on our cap table. Um, fast forward a couple years, uh, we now have almost 300 people across three locations. Uh, we just did this really exciting integration with HubSpot. We've raised about $70 million to date, and video still remains a passion. Uh, the company has a list of stakeholders, which we, we hold very dear to our heart. We're hyper-aligned with HubSpot in this matter. The customer comes first, then comes the team, then comes our community, and ultimately the shareholders are aligned. We are a venture-backed company. And we've raised about $70 million to date on this journey. Before I get into kind of the, this topic of video, I wanted to get a rough idea of who's in the audience. Um, so if I could get a show of hands, I'm curious who here identifies as a startup. Awesome, okay. And then uh, who here is already a, a HubSpot customer? I heard of it's about 50%, but just want an idea. Okay, that looks like a little more. That's exciting. Uh, and then uh, hands up for, for marketing as kind of a core focus, and then sales. It's like 50-50 everywhere. This is going to be easy. And then who's using video already in either of those functions? Okay, so that's like the smallest number of hands. This is great. I'm here for a reason. Cool. <laughs> So I'm going to start by talking about the concept of why video matters. Because I think we see it every day in our social interactions. We're seeing it in Facebook. We're seeing it in Instagram. We're seeing it on LinkedIn and Twitter. It's popular with respect to consumer marketing. It's becoming more popular in B2B as well. But the real question that we wanted to answer as an organization is why. So we'll talk a little bit about the stats behind it and the psychology as well. This is the stat that Devin and I really got excited about when we started to start the business. Now, the percentage of internet traffic that is video-based is increasing year over year. It's going to be 80%. Now, this makes sense. A video as a file type is very large, right? And so when you're sitting at home watching Netflix, 
you're streaming gigabytes of content. When you're opening your email, you might be looking at kilobytes of content. So this makes sense. It's the growth of this number which is really exciting. And so the market ultimately grows in conjunction with it. The video communications market, now this is all video software, all video services, is expected to go from 16 billion in 2017 to about 40.8 in 2022. Now this is a preliminary stat that was released in 2017. This is actually reported to be getting bigger as again companies are starting to use video more effectively. And this comes from the market and markets enterprise report of 2017. Forbes did an analysis um, and they did what was called the 2018 Video and Business Benchmark Report where they interviewed a bunch of companies and buyers of both consumer and business products, so both ends of the marketplace. And 90% of customers indicated that video helps them make buying decisions. So video is part of the educational process of learning about a company, a technology, or a service. Makes sense, people are watching and consuming video during the purchasing cycle. And further to that, 64% of customers say that seeing a video makes them more likely to buy. And so if, you're, if these stats aren't jumping off the screen, if you're not using video in your purchasing process, on your website, in your sales process, in your support process, you're missing a huge opportunity with your buyer. Right? We'll get into how you can do that a little bit later in the presentation. We'll also get into the psychology of why this matters. Another interesting thing that happened just last week was a North American company called Sales Hacker, which was an independent consultancy until they were purchased by Outreach a few weeks ago, um, launched this uh, ebook, interestingly enough, if ebooks are still a thing, uh, called The Ultimate Sales en Engagement Guide. And the subtext here is on how modern buyers like to buy. And this is a really, really great resource. I think it's worth looking at because they analyzed thousands and thousands and thousands of companies across uh, a variety of segments. And so they went from zero to 20 million in revenue all the way up to $500 million plus. Now the vast majority tend to be focused into these smaller businesses, uh, which is obviously very exciting for, for us in the HubSpot market. And a couple things really jumped out in this report. The desired communication method for executive roles. As of last year, one-to-one -one video wasn't even a category on this report. But today, 25% of survey respondents said that they preferred one-to-one -one video, uh, and one-to-one -one video is actually more popular than LinkedIn. So if you're using InMail as a method of developing a network and developing leads and contacts, maybe rethink that strategy, right? Especially when you're starting to contact and work with executives because video is the preferred method. The next one here is the most desired channel for sales roles. So if you are selling to anyone in a sales role whatsoever, one-to-one -one video is the number one preferred method of communication today, which is really, really exciting, obviously. Interestingly enough, number two is webinars. Webinars are also video. So 43% of survey respondents preferred video in some form when they're in sales roles. So video is absolutely exploding. And again, up to one or even two years ago, this data wouldn't, nearly, wouldn't have been nearly as, uh, as intense as it is now with respect to our market and the opportunity for video. Next one here, and I'm realizing I'm data dumping on you, but this, this all has a purpose. Um, this one here I actually got really excited about. It relates to the finance industry specifically. Uh, the finance industry has a bit of a challenge right now uh, because baby boomers, which are my parents, I'm a millennial, um, my parents have retired. And 
My mom specifically is starting to divest any of the assets that she's built up over her lifetime. And she's spending those assets in retirement. And she told me she's not leaving me any money. And so to expect that bank account to go to zero. Um, I think that's probably a very common thing. And I'm very happy to, to have her do that. But what these finance companies need to do, these financial managers, these financial planners that have all these divesting assets, is they need to figure out how to get people like me investing in mutual funds and investing in a lot of these products that are designed to help us save for retirement. But of course, millennials have low trust values and are very skeptical of the finance industry and the fees, et cetera, that are composed here. And so they're moving to video in order to engage with this audience and try to get them involved in these products. Uh, we have a, a really exciting customer called Loan Depot. Loan Depot is the fastest growing uh, loan provider for homes and, uh, and automobile purchases in North America. And they have 600 agents using video to specifically target this demographic. Because video is a way of building trust. And when you think about buying a car or buying a house, those are the most emotional purchases most people make in their entire lifetime. And so as banks are divesting from retail locations and moving everything inside, how are they going to build trust with those buyers? How are they going to build trust on a considered purchase, which is the most emotional purchase that someone would make in, in their lifetime? And video obviously is showing the stats that it's important to a considered purchase, and so these organizations are really starting to invest. So the summary here is that today's professional learns, communicates, sells, and supports with video. Video is an integral strategy to your content marketing mix. It's a great content channel. It's very effective. So why is that? Why does video matter? It's not just because everybody's doing it. There must be something to this technology and the method of communication that's driving this interest, right? So we work with a number of psychologists and econ profs at the University of Waterloo to better define what's happening here. And the way I like to describe it is that our brain is separated into many parts, but largely is separated into two major components, right? There's the limbic system, and there's your cortex. The limbic system is kind of like your lizard brain. It's the emotional aspect of your brain that gets excited, that gets sad, that gets happy, and basically makes you do kind of controversial things at some moments if your cortex doesn't catch you in time, right? Your cortex is just there to, like, keep you out of trouble and make you human, right? AI really only has a cortex, and the big challenge with AI is that we're trying to program a limbic system, which is kind of scary, but that's over a dinner conversation, which we had last night in some capacity. So video actually triggers that limbic response, right? And if you think about getting an email, you get an email, it's a bunch of text, right? It's a wall of text. When I see an email, the first thing I feel is frustrated because I have to read this wall of text, right? A video is able to tell a story. When you, you're programmed to like interacting with humans and like interacting with human faces and emotions and experiences, you can't trigger that limbic system with traditional text, with an ebook. You can't really create that emotion. And so the limbic system breaks down into what we call the four E's, right? Engagement, emotional, educational, and empathetic. So we worked with, again, the University of Waterloo to try to define why this is important in the context of video. So engaging, we're hardwired to engage in storytelling. The inbound conference is all about bringing people to a central location and to experience storytelling at scale, right? To create emotion. 
I wasn't at Inbound this year, but I heard that during the charity water session, there was thousands of people in tears, right? Those people are going to leave the Inbound experience with a newfound love and appreciation for HubSpot as a brand and what it represents to them and what it represents to the market because they support charity water. Emotional, right? Emotional is another part of, of storytelling. You can use video to invoke more personal and emotional responses. And we'll get into how you can do that specifically with technology. Um, educational. We process video faster and retain longer, right? This is why you have lectures when you're in university or when you're in any type of post-secondary institution, right? You can try to learn just from the textbook, but it's much harder to retain that information than if it's communicated. And this is why there's such an opportunity for educational institutions to move to video. HubSpot's number one source of inbound traffic is the HubSpot Academy. There's 5,000 videos on the HubSpot Academy that are designed to help you experience what inbound marketing is. When I'm talking to an interview candidate who's interested in joining Vidyard and needs to learn about marketing in general, I send them to the HubSpot Academy. It's one of the best resources in the world to get educated on what's happening in this ecosystem. And the last one is empathetic. Empathy is a difficult thing to produce and is getting harder as we're losing trust in politics, as we're losing trust in corporations. But video is a way of creating empathy in a one-to-one -one way because, again, we're engaging with a human somewhere else in the world on the other side of a computer and not an automated email. The next one here is what I call the ten-finger problem. Um, I was looking around in the audience, and everybody's, I think everybody's got ten fingers, unless you're like my Uncle Tommy, who lost a finger in a harvester. Um, but the, the concept of ten fingers is that you use them regularly when you're inputting information into a computer, right? when you're using your laptop. Now, we've started to exchange our ten fingers for two thumbs, right? for mobile phones. It's hard to use ten fingers on this display, you can try it on an iPad. Why are we doing that? We're doing that for the benefit of connectivity and convenience. Right? We want to be able to communicate anywhere we are in the world, but that throughput is limiting us. And so with respect to social interactions, we're turning to photos and video. Right? Every single device, unless you work in a nuclear power plant, has a camera on it. Right? And the fidelity of these cameras is getting better and better. My iPhone 10 here has two lenses that can actually create a depth of, field uh, depth of field perception as if I'm using a DSLR. It's a great camera. It's great for capturing media experiences. I communicate with my friends more through photos and video than I ever have before. Why? A picture is worth a thousand words. How many words is a video worth? It's too hard to communicate with thumbs as fast as I need to. And so we're moving to these rich media experiences because they trigger that limbic system in your brain. It's much more engaging. People fall in love with video and with video experiences. It makes them feel like they're there way better than a text message ever could. And of course, Brian Halligan knew this all along. Over two years ago at Inbound, he said that 50% of your content should be video. Your audiences want to live inside a video. Stop hiring bloggers. Start hiring producers. And thus launched HubSpot Video. So I want to get a little more tactical now. Uh, and I also want to highlight that you know, this is designed to be a very informal discussion. Um, being with people that are invested in inbound, uh, in using technology for sales, marketing, and service is a passion of mine, believe it or not. 
Uh, and so if you do have any questions at all as I start going through this material and some of the more tactical examples of how to do this, please raise your hand. I'm, I'm more than happy to, uh, to answer those on the fly. Cool? Awesome. I feel like everybody's got like a blank face. Anybody have any questions at this, at this point, this juncture? Yeah. Uh, in what uh, in what purpose? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, normally, what we see happen is people will provide a little context or point form before they introduce the video. So instead of writing a big full paragraph of content that makes people's eyes glaze over, creating a video which actually describes what you're sending in a message with more emotion forces you to summarize in point form. Um, I've actually gotten away from doing that because I want people to watch the video. And if they have any, if they want to have any understanding of what I'm sending them, they need to, to watch the video. Um, and this is, I'll just zip forward here, get a little preview. Um, you know, this is largely, oh, I skipped it. See this, uh, this thumbnail on the right? It's an animated GIF. That's what you get in your email, right? When you're using this product, when you're using HubSpot Video, in Sales Hub to send a message, um, and it's a much more engaging effort, right? Because, it, again, somebody was sitting on the other side of that screen thinking about you, writing your name on that whiteboard, researching your company. It's largely going to be much more engaging than the text you would have otherwise seen. And, of course, we have the stats to prove that video is a really engaging form of content. Yeah, so transcriptions are certainly something that we recommend um, because there's a lot of use cases where you're watching video and it's important to see that human communicating with you, but having the transcription makes it easier to watch if you don't have headphones on um, and you're kind of in passing. There's also the arguments to be made for multi-language support. So obviously in Europe, we're often dealing with multi-languages in a very small geographic area compared to North America. And so being able to transcribe video in all languages and give people that option is very important as well. One point on that. Um, yeah. From, from a marketing and from a, um, uh, an SEO perspective, so the difference between what you've shown there, which is a sales engagement trying to reach out to people in the first place, yep. as opposed to putting out content. Because although Google sort of tries to understand, yep. can't really get a grasp of video. So what we do, I mean, for example, the hub here, right? We will film everything, we will transcribe it, we will turn it over to a professional author. Yep. Because people do absorb information in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the audience and what you're trying to achieve with the video. Yep. As opposed to just. Yeah. So the ar argument there for for video is is uh, your audience have preferences, so it's important to give them options, right? We have lots of stats that prove the video is a compelling medium. Um, when you transcribe a video. And uh, what Vidyard does is it automatically transcribes the video. That SRT file can often be indexed by a search engine. So you're now enriching um, your website with the content that exists in that video as well as the content on the web page. How do you get around the video of needing to, uh, the problem of watching the whole video? Yeah, 
Um, so there's a lot of ways that companies do that. Um, the ideal situation is that the video content you're watching isn't too long, right? I would almost argue to the content marketer, if your audience is, and, and you can see this in the attention span metrics, if the audience is skipping around, they're looking for something, it's clear that your message isn't succinct and powerful or compact enough. Um, and the argument should be made that if it was, it would take you less time to spend that 30 seconds watching the video than scanning through the PowerPoint or through the ebook. And I'm assuming you're, you're command effing and, and searching for it, um, or control effing if you're using a Windows machine like this. The, um, there's an opportunity in something that we're working on which will automatically transcribe all assets and then allow you to search the transcription of the asset as a feature inside of the player as well. Um, and that will be coming because every single video that is uploaded into our system is now transcribed automatically uh, using AI. And then a human can perfect that transcription and uh, make that available. So it's, uh, that'll be coming in the next couple months. That's a great question. Um, Getting into the tactics. Yeah, YouTube is um, the number two search engine in the world, next to uh, Google, obviously. Uh, so yes, um, videos hosted in HubSpot Video or Vidyard will be indexed by Google. Um, it's likely that they will prioritize um, their own assets, and that's why it's important to have a profound YouTube strategy as well. So we integrate with YouTube, a video asset that is hosted on us and published on your website, and there's a lot of compelling reasons why that is important, which I'll talk about later, um, can also be syndicated to your YouTube channel as well. So you kind of have two opportunities to make, uh, make video search in Google. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get into that in a little bit here. Yep, but that's exactly it. Uh, the question was, when I was talking about one-to-one -one video, uh, is the idea of one-to-one -one video that you're using it as a response or outreach mechanism instead of a written email? And the answer was yes. Anything else? Cool. Yeah, um, so far, uh, B2C video consumption has been very, very popular. Um, and I think that's largely driven by uh, the way brands are targeting purchasers and the types of communication mediums purchasers are using. The big news which is driving this explosive growth in B2B video is that what we'll call Generation Zs. These are individuals who are entering the workplace with mobile phones as their primary method of communication expect video to be a part of the way they communicate and the way that they purchase. And uh, we hire a number of Generation Zs for our junior sales organization, which just handles inbound calls. And uh, this is insane, and this is probably going to sound insane to this audience. But when they join the company, we actually have to teach them how to use email, <laughs> which is bizarre. Um, and so their preferred method of communication is, is video. And actually, we built the GoVideo product uh, on the basis of helping those individuals communicate in a way that was more natural to them. And then the impact of that product, and perhaps HubSpot can talk about their own experiences with it a little bit later, um, is what drove us to productize it. You mentioned uh, 
Um, yes, so to use HubSpot video, uh, you have to be on our pro or enterprise uh, tiers. Now, the free version of HubSpot video uh, does not include that syndication feature specifically, um, but all versions of Vidyard's core product do. And so if you're using Vidyard, uh, YouTube syndication is a part of the platform. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I love that question. Thank you. Oh, yeah. The question was, uh, what's the role that VR plays? So VR is essentially a video experience, right? It's just this highly immersive video experience. And all the concepts of the limbic response are obviously applicable to a VR experience. And we, uh, about a year and a bit ago, we completed an office renovation. And uh, we essentially renovated about 35,000 square feet of space. Um, the total cost of doing that was kind of eye-watering. It's in the millions of dollars. And we're already out of space, right? So we have to go and, and, and do that again somewhere. Um, surprise, surprise to my fellow Vidyardians in the room that I haven't, I haven't spoken about this to yet. And so I always think about the VR workplace of the future, which is where anyone anywhere in the world can be present in a room like this. So everybody in this audience could be sitting at home with a VR headset on. You wouldn't have, have had to commute here, and when this is done, you could take, take off your VR headset and spend time with your family. And the implications of that are massive. A, a VR headset on a per-head basis is a fraction of the cost of developing real estate. And when we run out of real estate, we just spin up a new virtual room and a virtual landscape, which is much easier to get access to. And then the implication there is we could hire people, uh, persons with disabilities that are, are mobility retained, uh, persons who speak different languages and have their communication automatically transcribed as they speak. There's, these, there's time zone opportunities. You could essentially live anywhere in the world. So population density is reduced, which impacts food, transportation. The implications of VR in the workplace are massive, well beyond just the VR experience, but on the global spectrum of how we eat how we travel, and ultimately how we consume our time during the day. Um, so I think uh, I've personally invested in a number of, of VR companies that are working on this problem specifically uh, because I think there's a really interesting uh, problem to solve here. And we have a VR setup at the office just to help our team kind of engage with those experiences and think about what the, what the future might hold. Um, if you ever get a chance to try out Altspace, which is a Facebook product on the Oculus platform, uh, it's incredible because what it's trying to create is experiences like this where you're at a live concert or a live event um, or a live presentation, and you're sitting with people that are all over the world distributed in their own workplaces and in, in their own homes. It's very cool. You can have meetings on the top of Mount Everest. It's, it's pretty wild. It's kind of dizzying, actually. So, Any other questions? Cool. All right, so we'll come back to the present here um, and talk about this. Uh, which you obviously just heard about. This is HubSpot's new flywheel, the method of attracting customers. I personally love this because I found the funnel was always broken. Our company was obsessed with the progression of individuals through the funnel as they get towards purchasing, but obviously the funnel has leaks around the way. And the funnel is a process-oriented method of building your business that ignores what is happening to the customer at each step of the process. And the customer is obviously very important, and you have to think about your business from the customer's perspective. 
right? So the idea here is that you attract your customers, you engage your customers, and you delight your customers. And we see that as the top of funnel, the first experience is that attraction, and that blends with engagement. And then delight is once they start using our products and getting experience with who we are as a brand and what we can provide them. And so how does video fit into this picture? Video obviously plays a role at each step of this process because a percentage of your buyers prefer video as a communication methodology, right? It's a channel that your competitors are using, you need to be using as well. However, there's a challenge with video in that it's hard to scale, right? So how do we scale the use of video across teams and programs, right? You can't just go into your office after this and say, hey, everybody, we need to start using video. There's a big question of how. How do we use things like YouTube and Instagram? And how do we use video and email communications and on our website? We need a solution that makes it easy to do that in a cost-effective and system-of-record type fashion. Next one is integration. The last thing that I think anybody in this room probably wants is another product or platform that you need to sign into and use on a daily basis. Right? We're already time-strapped. We're always learning new technologies. Learning another new technology is incredibly burdensome. So this has to exist and, and implement into our existing workflows. And lastly, performance. We live and die on our performance, right? As marketers, as salespeople, as support professionals, if we're not generating pipeline and close business, we're losing our jobs. And so how do we justify our time and our energy? And if we start using video, how do we use the data behind video ultimately to make it better? And so HubSpot Video, which launched at Inbound this year, is really the videofication of all HubSpot products, right? Um, in the middle of this slide, underneath the play button, which I superimposed on their product flywheel, is this concept of CRM. And video experiences around this product flywheel all have to associate data on the contact record inside of CRM to truly be effective. So video marketing is quickly expanding um, with a focus on the flywheel to build trust and drive decisions, right? So key trends that we're seeing is that there's more in-house video creation to meet demands through the experience, right? So just like Brian Halligan said, stop hiring content writers, start hiring producers, right? I know there's some video producers in the room. I think the future is very strong for the awesome work that you do because, again, creative storytelling is becoming a better way of building trust and empathy through the purchasing cycle. A greater focus on video for education, nurturing, and building trust. Again, we're getting back to this limbic response and why video is ultimately important. Uh, interactive and personalized video experiences are being designed to boost conversions, right? So a video that is delivered just in time in your customer's journey, a video that is customized with their name on the thumbnail or their name and job title inside of the content itself. This is something that we can provide. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, and of course, expanded use of video engagement analytics for lead qualification. Don't do it if you can't analyze it and can't understand how it's actually impacting your bottom line. So HubSpot Video for Marketing Hub is designed to solve these three problems at a very high level. Simplify video publishing, drive more conversions and conversations, and ultimately understand the performance of your asset. So it's very easy to use. Again, if you're on pro or enterprise tier, you can upload videos for publishing on any HubSpot landing page. And that happens through the file manager on any page editor. So, so you click Add Video, which you can see in this modal here. HubSpot users probably know exactly what this page looks like. And now you're using HubSpot Video. It's that easy. You click Add Video. You click Accept on the T's and C's. 
you are now enabled on the product. The exciting thing about HubSpot Video for us as an organization is it's obviously a black label. It's powered by Vidyard. We power the infrastructure and everything behind HubSpot Video. Um, I'm actually having a, converse, a call with Brian Halligan later today because it's beaten all of our expectations in terms of growth and usage. Uh, we see about 350 to 400 new organizations a day signing up and starting to use HubSpot Video. I should have asked, is anybody here already using HubSpot Video? A couple small hands. Cool. Hopefully by the end we get a couple big hands. Is anybody here using GoVideo? Okay, a couple at the back there. That must be the sales crew hanging out at the back. Very exciting. Um, and then of course you can easily configure the video title and description and you can customize the player all within HubSpot, right? So you don't need to go and upload this video to YouTube, find the embed code, bring it over to your HubSpot landing page and configure and struggle with that process of embedding the asset. It all happens inside of the HubSpot product, right? This was Brian's vision from the very beginning. It's all there, it's very effective. The next piece is driving conversions with call to actions. We see this time and time again, right? Where people use YouTube on their homepage. There's nothing wrong with that and again, you want content on YouTube. It's the second most powerful search engine in the web. However, when a YouTube video ends, what happens? Right, and if your competitors are smart, they're infiltrating that experience with their content, right? So someone's on your website watching a video, they see a bunch of other content, they click to watch that content, now they're getting sucked into what we call the YouTube rabbit hole, right? So now they're leaving your website, you've worked so hard to get them there, and they're leaving your website, going to YouTube, they're watching your competitors' content, and if they're like me, they go down the YouTube rabbit hole, right? People watch a lot of content, and by the end of the day, they've lost all this productivity and they're watching videos of dogs riding skateboards, right? We want to avoid that type of experience. And so the, the, the other answer isn't to let your video fade to black. It's to use it as an optimization point to move people further along the process of understanding who you are and educating themselves on your company, right? So you can use it as a redirect. You can use a HubSpot lead form uh, to capture information on the customer if they so decide to provide it to you. You can do that before, you can do that after. You can send them from the video to your product or to your pricing page. The creativity that you can execute here knows no bounds, but if you're running your performance analytics systems correctly, you can understand where people should be going after they watch the video. And again, this can all be done entirely inside of HubSpot. It's GUI-based. It's very easy to do. Don't let your videos fade to black, and don't let YouTube be a part of your customer experience flywheel, right? Unless you're YouTube, then you've done a really great job. Cool. Understand and optimize performance. So we talk about performance being absolutely essential to a marketer's or a salesperson's or a service person's existence. The idea here is that you can track video views and retention rates within HubSpot landing page analytics, right? So on aggregate, you can see how someone is consuming content. We see this time and time again where a company gets really, really excited about its logo. And so every video on their website has a really cool animated version of its logo that's 15 or 20 seconds long. And then look at the engagement and people click play and immediately stop watching the video. Why is that? They're on your website. They kind of have a rough idea where they are. They don't need to experience that logo animation, right? They want to get right into the content because they're impatient just like all of us, right? Don't waste your customer's time. Another thing we see is people really index to um, really highly produced content. We call it the Super Bowl syndrome, right? Everybody feels like their first video project 
needs to be like a Super Bowl commercial, which we all watch on YouTube after this. That's the only thing I watch the Super Bowl for. for. I'm not really a football fan. Um, that's not necessary at all, right? Because, again, people are coming to find stories. Replace that Super Bowl syndrome with a customer testimonial, right? Let your customers tell your story for you because your customers look exactly like your prospects. And again, these are the things that we learn by using engagement analytics more effectively and really understanding what's happening. Advanced analytics, and this goes back to tying the information back to your CRM and system of record, um, by individual content is available for, uh, in the upgrade uh, inside of, again, HubSpot Pro and Enterprise. It starts at $250 a month, but what that allows you to do when you're capturing information from that audience is actually append that viewer engagement session on a video-by-video video basis to the contact record inside of CRM. So when your sales team or your service team starts talking with that prospect or customer, they know which videos they've watched and how much they've watched. And that helps give them context for the conversation, how it gives them context for follow-ups, etc. Some of the other cool stuff you get um, is limited videos. Um, the thing that we've already talked about is automated transcription and closed captioning, right? It's very important for people that are watching video with audio off, people that are hearing impaired. It's also important for multi-language, again, which is increasingly important as businesses are becoming more global. Um, you get advanced CTAs and annotations. So this is the ability to actually add an annotation, kind of like what you see on, on YouTube, as a video is playing. Right? And so if somebody's watching a video and they've already found out what they want and they want to take that next step in the process, why not give them that option in the content itself? Um, video analytics and HubSpot uh, CRM already touched on that. And of course, you can get access to personalized video experiences. This is where we're using your database to pull information and actually, in real time, inject it into the content. It's kind of like Minority Report for video, right? Where someone, if you are familiar with Minority Report, a movie where Tom Cruise walks around and like everything is customized for him, this is happening in the world. Google's doing this, we're doing this. So every video on your website could be dynamically rendered when someone arrives with their contact information, their job title, and so every experience they have is designed and customized specifically for them. A couple customer examples um, and the impact they've seen by using video specifically. TradeShift um, is a click price quote, quote company. Um, they are dealing with competitors that are much larger than them. And so they're using video to stand out uh, and specifically to have customers tell their story. And um, by using video effectively across all of their destinations where they're sending people through this flywheel, they saw um, over 70% of all sales opportunities now being influenced by video. Now, the reality is that was probably happening before, but they weren't able to attribute it to video. And video is a, is a fairly expensive medium to produce. So by using HubSpot video and using engagement metrics and tying it back to your CRM, you're able to actually justify to spend a video against sales and against the upside in your business. Whereas before, like a lot of stuff in marketing, it kind of looks like a bit of a black box, right? Uh, Lenovo, we all know Lenovo. This may be a Lenovo laptop. I don't know. A lot of people probably have Lenovo laptops. Um, Lenovo, believe it or not, is a known brand, right? People recognize this brand, at least in North America, and yet they had really poor CTRs in their uh, outbound email campaigns. And this is a problem that everybody has, right? Email response rates are dropping as it's becoming easier and easier to click batch send on 10,000 registered contacts that you have in your database. A uh, click-through rate, yeah. And so they were able to boost the click-through rate by 350%, which is a huge win 
and marketing speak, as I'm sure you'd expect, by using personalized thumbnails on video. So just by including the name of someone on the thumbnail in an email, they boosted their CTR by 350%. Why is that? It's a video, first of all. Video, the play button is the most compelling call to action on the web. You're also triggering this vanity response, right? That's my name. This content must be about me. I'm going to click that, and I'm going to watch it, right? It's triggering that limbic aspect of your brain and of your customer's brain. Uh, Jonas Construction Software use video to explain complex ideas and showcase their customers, very similar to TradeShift. And they doubled the lead flow from their website in less than a year. And this was just by adding call to actions to their videos that were collecting customer information. Right? Customers were seeing themselves in these customer testimonials. At the end of the video, Jonas was asking if they could send you more testimonials like this. And just from using that CTA, they doubled the lead flow from their website. So stuff works. It's why we've grown. It's why we exist. And you can do it all with HubSpot Video today. It's very exciting. Cool. So we talked about Marketing Hub, which is the yellow part of this flywheel. And now I want to talk about Sales Hub and Service Hub. Um, and I understand you're going to get a, uh, a pretty deep dive on, uh, on Service Hub a little bit later today, which is incredibly exciting. I think it's a compelling product that really completes the customer journey as relates to attracting them and getting through to delighting them, right? So there's an even bigger opportunity in sales, which is this one-to-one -one video messaging that we've been talking about. Um, the average business professional gets 121 emails a day. I look at that and think it's probably low. Without Priority Inbox and Google's AI telling me what I should be looking at, um, I'm pretty sure that I'm getting 900 to 1,000 emails a day. And all these emails read something like, are you stuck under a rock? Why aren't you responding to my email? There are prospecting emails sent by salespeople, right? So how do you really stand out as an organization that's very small trying to get very big when everybody else is using email in a batch send process, right? It's not personalized. It's not designed for you. 51% of prospects are willing to buy but are not willing to advocate internally to get a deal over the finish line. Right, so what does that mean? It's hard to connect and build trust. If you build rapport with one of those buyers, right, if, 50, if you have a 51% shot at, at closing an account or selling a deal and you can build rapport, they're more likely to advocate for you internally because you are now part of their limbic response. Right? They have an emotional connection with you that they couldn't get with you just by using email or just by using phone calls. Right? Seeing your face and building that one-to-one -one connection is a very important part of the human-to-human -human sales process. And once AI starts procuring for us, there'll be a whole new set of, of technologies coming to market. Um, and the average lead-to-deal conversion rate in B2B sales is less than 1%. So you're going to close less than one deal from 100 leads. Right? These are all-time lows, and so it's hard to convert. So how do you use this limbic response, and how do you use things like one-to-one -one video which we saw earlier in the presentation are preferred communication methods and preferred communication channels to actually impact any of these stats for the benefit of your business. So this is where HubSpot Video for Sales and Service comes in. The three goals of HubSpot Video for Sales and Service are to stand out and connect, to build better relationships, and show, not tell. Right? It's about showing your technology, not telling people how it works. It's about showing customer success stories, not telling them about how customers were successful. And again, your best salespeople are always going to be your customers. So real quick screenshot here 
of how to start using HubSpot Video. And again, this is really small, but inside of Sales Hub, when you click Contacts and you click Email, there's a little button there that says Insert Video. You click that button, you're now a HubSpot Video user. Simple as that, click some T's and C's, off you go. You're now using video in your cadence and in your outbound communication. Couldn't be easier, and it's free. So what you see here is this insert video modal, where on the left, right here, um, uh, my mouse isn't hovering, uh, in gray is a library of content that you previously created. Now, if your organization is using this product, the content that is approved by your organization and issued by your marketing team is now available to send in your email cadence. Off to the right, though, under new video, there's three options, which are going to be hard to see. The first one is a camera recording. So that's me sitting in front of my webcam delivering a message to you, as we saw in that thumbnail with the whiteboard. The next one is a screen recording. If you're not comfortable being on camera, and this is something we see a lot of, you don't need to be front and center. You can do a screen recording, and you can demo the product. You could show someone how to perform a function if you're a service representative, and you can have your face included in the bottom corner to still build rapport and create that engagement, but you don't have to do it. And of course, a quick demo of a feature is often all customers want to see. They don't want the song and dance. They don't want to be handed off from, a, from a, a, a concierge or an SDR to an account executive to a solutions consultant to a CSM. They just want to see how the product is going to work for them. So why not do that for them in a simple and effective way without wasting everybody's time, including your own? And the last one is upload a video. You've got a video on your desktop, something that you've been using, and what you're doing is uploading it to email or uploading it to YouTube, grabbing that link, embedding that link, or grabbing a picture of that link, embedding that thumbnail, and going through that whole complex process. You can now do it very simply in HubSpot Video. Now, the reason we built this product, and I kind of touched on that earlier, I think is really worth describing because we've talked about Generation Zs and not being able to use email. We have a team of really innovative professionals that are always trying new ways of breaking through the noise and getting response from people that are raising their hands and wanting information and building better client rapport. And so what we were doing was experimenting with email techniques and using language like, have you been stuck under a rock, to try to inspire a response and make people feel guilty for not responding to us. That's not an effective method of communicating with people, right? Guilt is, is not a good thing in any relationship. And if you're married and you use guilt as a way of getting stuff done, let me talk to you about expectation management. Maybe I can be a bit of a marriage counselor for you. Um, what happened was our team was looking for new ways of engaging with clients, and so they were recording webcam videos, and they were using the whiteboard to write the name of someone, as you saw in the previous example, and they were uploading that video. They were using uh, QuickTime to record the video, uploading it to Vidyard, and then they were taking a screenshot of the thumbnail, dropping that into the email, and then hyperlinking that thumbnail to the branded sharing page of the video, and then sitting on the analytics system to watch that video count go from zero to one. And when it went from zero to one, they knew the prospect had watched it, and then they were following up. And that process took a lot of time, but was more effective than sending an email. And so we realized we could streamline this process into a couple button clicks inside of the workflow. And this is also available in Gmail via our Chrome app, which again is free, and you can find that at video.com slash govideo. This is what the composer looks like with a video embedded in it, right? So this is a screen recording. The individual who recorded the video's face is in the bottom corner. And of course, this looks like a, a video recording of a Google slide deck, a PowerPoint presentation. Once that video is sent, 
here on the right, this is roughly what it looks like in your inbox, right? So you can use an animated thumbnail. And again, it's designed to be hyper-engaging. Producing a message like that takes less time than writing a customized email. Right? When you write a customized email, you labor over the grammar. You want to ensure you're saying things right. What if it gets misinterpreted? You think about that versus just sitting down and communicating your message. It's a lot easier, it's a lot faster, and it's way more effective. I got a question here. Still got a break to the subject line, which is have you been hiding under a rock? Yeah, you can try that stuff. No, 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 but I'm saying the video is in the body of the email. Yeah. How do you get them to open the email? Well, ideally, through the subject. Ideally, you're using inbound tactics, and these people are already in your funnel, right? And so instead of getting an email on a wall of text, they're getting something which further develops them, right? Getting through the subject line, I mean, try animated GIFs. That's probably one of the biggest kept secrets of subject line tactics. A little animated rocket ship, a bell being rung. These are things that we've been experimenting with, and they work really, really, really well, and they work on all email platforms. Yeah. Subject line, I mean, it helps if you have a great brand. It helps if you're good at writing great subject lines. Um, we also run a subject line, which is like, I've made a video for you. And people respond to that because they like video. Um, if you talk to Jen or Jamie, um, this is part of their job. They're like subject line wizards. But once you get them in the body of the email, your likelihood of having a conversation is much higher. Yeah. Any other questions about that? Cool. Um, so HubSpot. The reason why HubSpot Video exists, again, is, is Brian Halligan, uh, the CEO of HubSpot, went to the Dublin office and asked a large part of the organization what was their most effective method of communication and converting leads and prospects. And everybody talked about GoVideo. And there were actually, and GoVideo is this one-to-one -one video communication product. Um, there was already 400 users in that office using the free product at the time. And of course, now it's scaled. Now they're on HubSpot Video um, and the enterprise version of that product. But they used HubSpot Video uh, to improve its connect rate and create four times more sales opportunities with video. It's a stat that I'm actually remiss to share because it sounds so insane. Anything more than a, a 5% increase in conversion rate is something that we get excited about. But a 4x is unheard of in this industry. This stuff really works. It really works for HubSpot's style of approach and HubSpot's customers. League is a mobile uh, benefits application that we at Vidyard use. They've been using video for a long time to engage with their buyers, which are human resources buyers, which are emotional buyers. They're known to be emotional buyers. And they saw a three times increase in response rate um, because it forced their team to zero in on the most engaged prospects. And one of the things that uh, Kyle, the VP of sales at League, told me is that it's so easy for his team to just send mundane emails to prospects, right? No offense to the salespeople here, but salespeople are genuinely kind of lazy. And once they find something that works, they repeat that process until it stops working. Video forces them to think about who they're talking to and forces them to create a strategy and a method of communication that actually engages with the customer. It forces them to do the research before they send that video because they can't just send a mundane, non-dynamic asset to that customer. Why, Lastly, why, why can't they? they? They can send just as dull a video as they can. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, if you're forcing them to write the name of the recipient on a whiteboard, largely speaking, they're going to want to do some research on that, that person's name, right? You can train them to do the same with email. So I'm not saying video won't work, but I, I can 
so you, you would just send it. I'm not looking forward to a number of my sales guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think there's always going to be the there's always going to be the conundrum of lazy salespeople. Um, but I do believe that what we've seen when salespeople use this, salespeople are motivated by money, right? And when they see productivity from using a resource or a tool like this, they likely use it a lot more, and they'll likely use it more effectively, which is what we've seen in all these examples. Um, dynamic, symbol, dynamic signal used video uh, to increase response rates and reduce meeting cancellations. So if you're selling to marketing, one of the things you're probably very familiar with is that people cancel meetings, right? So if we're using video to build rapport with the client and they're seeing your face, and they know you've created a customized message for them, it's unlikely that they're going to bail on that video. And what we do, or bail on that meeting, what we do is we send follow-ups before the meeting with video just to confirm that the meeting is happening. And it reduces that cancellation rate, and it reduces that no-show rate significantly because they're not just dealing with someone over email that has no face and no identity and is just representing a brand. They're actually dealing with another human. And humans generally don't like letting other humans down. So again, it's about building personalization, trust, empathy, and value all in less than 60 seconds. And again, if you're sending a complex me message with any amount of research, it's easier and faster to send a video message than it is to send an email. And I highly encourage you to try this, right? It's just like building that email muscle. There's always going to be naysayers like these few gentlemen in the front row, but that's often because when new technologies come that create change in your organization, it can be difficult to adapt and to change to those things especially if you're not comfortable being on video. Next thing is it, it's designed to create connections that keep opportunities warm, right? So we talk about that limbic response, putting a face to a name to kick off a conversation. It's not just a pitch, it's a conversation. It's about your company. Convey authenticity and sincerity and track who's engaging, right? The powerful thing about this and why I think sales reps will use it is they send an email off into the ether and maybe they're using something like a tout app and they're getting uh, a notification when the client opens that email. You know that somebody opened the email, but it could have just been in their Outlook queue, right? And it could have been the next email that automatically opened just before they were about to delete it in that preview pane. With a product like this, you actually know how much of the video is being watched. So if the client only watched 10% of it, you're probably not going to perform an immediate follow-up and say, hey, thanks for watching my video. You might perform a follow-up that says, hey, I noticed you only watched 10% of my video. This is the piece you missed. If someone watches 100% of your video, you've now got an engaged contact that you can follow up with immediately. And that's how the workflow of HubSpot Video and Sales Hub is ultimately designed to work. Yeah? I, I, I like the, uh, the whiteboard example. We, we sell to uh, IT managers and senior IT folk, and I wonder whether they might always see the smiling face and the animation as authentic and serious. So do you have experience of an equivalent to that which perhaps seems to than a, than a scribble on a whiteboard. <coughs> and the smile on the computer. Perhaps it looks a little frivolous. So is there a way to make it more appropriate for senior audiences? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, the, the question was, how do you make the um, this thumbnail idea or this whiteboard seem more professional for, for senior audiences? So, one, I would always make the argument that people respond better to like genuine and informal outreach, especially in today's world, than, than formal and, and buttoned up because that's what they're used to and these things break through the noise. And We had the same perception when we started doing this. Of course, you could do lots of other things like have a printout, you could add text to the video. Um, 
you could not do that at all. And again, a lot of the, the thumbnails might actually be, for an IT professional, just a screenshot of what you're showing them in the demo that's animated. The thing that generally compels people is the fact that there's a play button. And again, having an animated GIF in that thumbnail just adds a level of interactivity and engagement to that email body that you just wouldn't otherwise get with, with straight up text. Um, so it's a great question. Um, again, I think Jess and Jamie probably have lots of ideas how to do that because uh, Jamie specifically focuses on larger enterprise-focused customers, and that's always a consideration in the process is the level of, of professionalism we take to these engagements. Great question. Um, and again, um, scale, scale your sales force to keep deals moving. There's a, there's a method here where if you have assets that you know convert, quick demos that the engagement data is showing you are effective, your sales teams can use those on repeat as they're going through that flywheel and as they're deeper, deeper into the funnel process, right? Not every video needs to be fresh, it needs to be new, it needs to be uh, personally developed. There is always a method, uh, again, later on in the funnel or later on in the flywheel where this type of content works. So how do you unlock more value? Um, custom branded sharing pages, right? When someone clicks one of these videos in an email, they're going to a destination to watch it. Um, by default, it's going to be a Vidyard or a HubSpot branded sharing page. Why not use your company's information and embed your header in your footer and use that experience to drive them further down your process, right? The idea of an email is to get an engagement, to get them to visit your website, or to get them um, to, to do something else in the process. Give them more options, right? Use CTAs, use branded sharing pages. Um, call to actions on one-to-one -one videos. Every single video we send, a lot of our customers send, ends in a Calendly link. A Calendly link is a way to look at that person's calendar and automatically book a call. So give your customers the option to book a call right then and there. Don't punt them downfield. Don't wait for them to engage with you. Don't wait for that extra transaction. Give them that option right away. And of course, data, inter data integration into HubSpot CRM is integral because then every single time your prospect watches one of these videos, that video gets embedded into their contact record with the percentage of it they watched. And that then allows you to do a bunch of reporting around which videos are working, who's watching them, for how long, and how to improve that process with your sales team, which also allows you to manage your sales team more effectively. So if you believe in this, and there's three people on your sales team that don't and aren't using it, use the data of the success of everybody else to show them and to manage them accordingly. So I heard I only have five minutes left. But uh, yeah, we'll do Q&A. Um, here's the quick next steps, and again, not forcing anybody to do anything here. The vast majority of this is available for free if you're a HubSpot Pro or Enterprise user. You can activate HubSpot for video marketing by selecting the Add Video button in File Manager or the Landing Page Editor. You can activate it for sales or service by selecting Insert Video on the Email Composer. Or you can install Go Video directly if you're using, again, Gmail. There's an Outlook version as well by visiting this link. Questions? Yeah, we'll serve you. I use um, uh, Soapbox from, from yep. Wistia, and what I notice is it takes a lot of time to upload the video and give me the link that or the thumbnail. Yep. Uh, uh, is this faster? Yeah, so as you're recording the video, we follow the Instagram model where the content is, is being uploaded in the background. Uh, and so when you finish the video, as long as you're on a relatively strong internet connection, the video is available for send. You click the URL and embed it in your email, and off it goes. Um, go ahead. Would the URL be my preferred domain if I choose in HubSpot? 
Yep, if you, if you upgrade, I believe, um, to get the branded sharing pages, the URL is, is custom. If you're using the free version, uh, it's going to not be a custom URL. So there is a, a, a way of doing that. Yeah, uh, customer testimonials. Absolutely. If you've, if you've got happy customers that have given you, let's say, G2 crowd reviews or have talked to analysts, like it's time to just sit them down, point a camera at them, ask them questions. Point two cameras at them, two DSLRs if you have access to it, or two GoPros. Get a little lav mic and have that be real and that, that two-angle shot. Um, overlay some screenshots and stuff. It's very inexpensive to do that, but again... I would say nine times out of ten, that customer testimonial, if done properly, will convert way better than that Super Bowl commercial um, and at a mere fraction of the cost, right? especially if those customers are local and you've got people in field meeting them anyways. We've had um, sales reps and CSMs just get quick quotes using their, their iPhones, um, and those have been some of our most highly converting assets because it's raw, it's gritty, it's in the field, and it's real. I would say if you don't have any customers willing to do that, um, there might be a bigger challenge <laughs> um, in your business. Like, like if, if, if customers really don't like you enough to, to want to help you, um, they might not feel like they're re- really getting value out of your services, uh, which might not be the, the, the kindest response, but um, if you need to incent them, um, you could always give them extra services or, or extra features in your product or, or whatever that might be or, or a discounted rate. Um, Clued had a... No, I'm just going to wind you up because okay. I'm, I'm going to close you down because we're, we're, we're going to um, move over to break. Yep. Um, so definitely um, we can have some more questions towards the end. I've got no problem with that, but we do have a limited amount of time today. So take a break, have a coffee, have a chat. The rest of the Vidyard team are here. Talk to them. Yeah. All right. I'll stay right here if, if you've got questions I can And we're, literally, we're going to be 15 minutes. Okay. And we're Thank going to you. start again. Thank you. Thank you.